Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. Classic. Classic. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Classic. Hey, Hello. what's happening? By classic, I mean you. We used to do old films, but now we're doing new films. Which is Drew has brought a new film tonight. Then we will do a little what you watch. Uh, and we're not going to spin the wheel this time because Debbie was the last one. So Debbie right. is Debbie a bit of a wild card. If we have, we have no idea. And what that Debbie will is pick. a wild card. So I'm yep. sure that will be, be anything. Um, I'm sorry, Sean and Debbie couldn't join us yes, this evening. They're not I here, as we can see. Very much looking forward to their thoughts on this film yeah. as well. I mean, also yeah. you guys, but mostly yeah. Debbie. This very, <laughs> uh, what is the film you brought, Drew? <laughs> so the film I brought, uh, I picked a, a contemporary movie because a couple of weeks ago, one of us brought Triangle of Sadness, which is uh, also a contemporary movie and up for a number well. of Oscars and also equally lighthearted. Um, and this movie is up for a lot of Oscars and, it's called The Banshees of Inisherin. It's written and directed by Martin McDonough, who has not made that many movies, but they have made quite an impression. Um, and the first movie that he made was, uh, that was a really a big attention grabber was In Bruges, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. So it's lovely to see them, uh, back together again in this movie. And they've nominated pretty much everybody in the cast and writing, directing and everything and, um, like the Indian movie that we watched this week as well, this movie is gorgeous, right. like really lush and gorgeous and beautiful. The it's clothing also, is gorgeous, and the yeah, I mean every, the whole the whole thing is is just now it's, it's, a, it's a new almost. it's a new film. So I, should we have a spoiler section? And I think we will have a spoiler section okay. because I think you really need to talk about what this movie is about. I yeah. would encourage anybody to see it because it's worth their time. But also. The, the, the premise of the movie is very simple. The premise of the movie is there's a little Irish island. It's the kind of place that exists in movies. Uh, and it's in the 1920s during the, uh, the troubles, the I- Irish Civil War. And it's one of those little places, like any small town where there's, I don't know, a hundred people and everybody knows each other and everybody's in everybody else's business. And Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson have been friends forever and go to the pub and hang out. And one day Brendan Gleeson's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And he doesn't explain. He just says, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Which is a very simple premise, and it's heartbreaking. I mean, Colin Farrell, both of them are great, but Colin Farrell, I didn't realize this was his first time he'd ever been nominated for an Oscar for acting, and I would have no problem with him winning. His eyebrows alone, like, it's so emotional and it's so real. And the fact that the movie is is spun out of such a simple situation and it becomes this very compelling story is fascinating. And as before... It gets really crazy, which is, I think, very Martin McDonough because he does things with you know, people that feel very real and they get put into these more and more extreme situations. Just for comparison, he also did, um, he did in Bruges and he also did, uh, three billboards outside of Ebbings, Montana with, uh, Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell and another excellent movie, very different setting, but an excellent movie yeah, about people won the in Oscar a small community. Movie, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And it was, it was great. And Woody Harrelson, like it's, it's really incredible stuff. So, um, I, I'm thrilled that we, we watched this movie. I'd been wanting to watch it for a long time. Um, I just thought it was it, it just a, a really powerful, um, upsetting and beautiful story on a lot of different levels at once. And I would be really curious to hear what you guys thought of it again without spoilers. And then we can get into that later. But I, I, I am excited that we got to watch something current that was, I mean, I think absolutely worth discussing. So. What did you guys well, think? I'll, I'll jump in. Right. I actually saw this movie in the theater back in December. Um, right. 
And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it some more and it, and it is one of those things you mentioned how it's like one of these little islands that has like a hundred people on it and everybody's in each other's business. And I said then, and I I'm kind of going to reiterate it here, um, is the simple idea that, um, you know, these islands aren't always these picturesque things that we see in uh, a lot of these films. You know, everybody's eccentric and all this kind of stuff. Well, in actuality, you know, there seems to be, and especially I thought this came through, there's, there's kind of almost like a, you know, a soul-crushing boredom that's going yep. on there, you know? And I really like that about this. I thought the woman who plays um, Colin Farrell's sister is absolutely Carrie Condon. Fantastic. Yeah. She, she was great. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, every actor in this from the, the guy who plays the, and I don't, I don't want to use this word, but it's the phrase they would have used at the town halfwit, you know, um, he, You're talking about Barry Keegan, the, the son yeah. of the policeman. Yeah. Hey, Chris, sorry to interrupt, but, uh, Sean just popped wow, in. Wow. Special guest. Hey, look who just showed up. Hi, Sean. Well, Sean, hey, Sean. welcome. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Well, yeah, it's good. Well, we're glad to have okay. you back. We Sean. started up, but you dropped yep. in, and we can keep yep. going. Chris, what were you saying? We're and Sean, we're talking about Drew. What's your movie? I, I <laughs> he doesn't want to say right. the title. It's called <laughs> the Banshees of Inisherin. I do not want to say. It. Yeah, no, you don't. And Chris just call was, it the uh, Banshees if you need yeah. to. Chris, uh, by the way, who spoke a lot on our last podcast, yeah. uh, the Indian Cinemaniacs. Yeah. Now I hear people have been requesting. Well, more. they've been much demanding it. Demanding it. There's his like voice is missing. No, no, hey, no. one is enough for us. And it was his care. wife. Look, right, I mean, so Chris, most, you had seen this. More in the people movie ask theater, about Sean and Debbie, but they still right. ask that, about that. Is you, true. So. Chris had seen so this already. About you getting theater. bullied. Yeah. Chris, you saw and this I, in the movie theater. Yeah, I saw this in the movie theater back in December when I was in Chicago, actually. And oh, uh, right. And so long, but um, but it was uh, was it a nice sunny day when you went in to see this? Was it a? Were you? No, it was it was it was Chicago in December. It was cold. Good. So good setting for this movie. Yeah. Did the audience respond as a drama or a comedy? It, you know, it's funny. I think most of them responded as a drama, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and, and myself included in certain. I understand well, let's remind Sean, Sean, we're not in spoilers yet. Yeah. yeah. We're right. Not in spoiler okay. territory yet. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I felt one of the great things about this film was the setting was the fact that it is a movie or it is a setting that is so often not shown in about ireland that it could it is a place where you know there's that one woman at the shop that just keeps asking for gossip just constantly because there's there's no radio there's no television you know they're they are completely i think to a certain extent they're just bored and so the fact that one man decides he doesn't want to be friends with another man anymore is like the biggest thing to hit that island in a decade it feels like lifelong friends um, yeah, yeah exactly friends. that's the other part of it they're lifelong friends and it is really heartbreaking um when when we kind of get into it and and then like you know things get a little crazier but but yeah no it, this is one of those films where uh it's definitely a black comedy i really enjoyed it uh and we'll get into it a little bit later there were a couple of things that i was just like okay that that strains my my that strains my belief, you know, even, even suspension of disbelief was a little too much there. Um, you know how, if you have a really grounded film and then they do something really bizarre, even though they usually say, Hey, you can suspend disbelief once. Like drop an alien in the middle of the last film we just saw. Exactly. Like um, th that, so I have some comments about that once we get into spoiler territory, but all okay. in all, I think this is a great film. It was, and, and I remember seeing in Bruges in the theater and that blew me away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, great film. 
Right and while I, I, I preferred that one much to this one, mostly yeah. because I, you know, like gangster stuff. Yeah. Um, this was still a great one. And it's funny, you know, it's funny. Those guys have obviously are, are, are really great friends. Um, when, uh, Brendan Gleason did Saturday Night Live, uh, uh, Colin Farrell showed up and just yeah. did a couple of bits with him on the show, which is always, it's always fun to see. Well, he didn't want to do it. Uh, he did not want to do Saturday Night Live. Colin Farrell talked him into it. Oh, really? Yeah, I he wanted, yeah, he did not want to do it. He didn't he feel comfortable great. doing it. And he was he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he was great. Yeah. All right. I have thoughts, but Sean, since you just jumped in, remember, no spoilers yet. Well, I understand the film in the sense that to me, it played more like a drama. Yep. And I understand it's a metaphor for the Irish Civil War. Yep. You know, where. It was very subtle. Country, the way just for it, yeah. no reason at all. Just suddenly decided it wasn't going to talk to the rest of it and go to war with it. And as one character said, wasn't it easier when we all just hated the English or fought the English? So I understand that's, that's the touch stepping off point for it. And it's hard to get into it without spoilers, but I love the location. My name is uh, Sean Murphy, for those who haven't been following. I think it might be written. And um, this is a north of Ireland, the Northern Ireland story. And my family, the um, Jordans and the Ruans are from, you know, um, County Mayo, so Northern Ireland. And I've been to Ireland and always found it very beautiful. And um, I enjoyed the scenery. And just watching this movie, it's like, I see why my relatives left. You know, I'm sure there's still quite a few of them still there. You know, it's, um, the performances were excellent and endearing and it's easy to talk about the two leads, but the sister and the, amazing. and the eager boy would be boyfriend who's looking for a girl the whole time. Yeah. You know, he was so annoying, but also so touching as well. The policeman's son. You know, this film had a great deal going for it. And, um, you know, I've been in a similar circumstance myself where like a friend of 30 something years, a very close friend, just like totally ghosted me. I, I guess because we ended up on the, um, different sides of a industry lawsuit. And, um, neither of us were the parties. Neither of us were going to, it was going to cost us a cent or gain us a cent, but essentially since then, totally ghosted. So I understood this film. I understood Colin Farrell's, um, you know, his attitude. Mm -hmm. My other friend didn't, well, I, I can't spoil that, but um, <laughs> that's my attitude towards the film. And I loved it when the alien came in with the young boys, you know, and they dropped the TV on the other guy's head. Yeah, you know, I mean, to me that was great. Classic, that's good. They had no TVs back then, but okay. Yeah, a big rock, John. Um, so uh, let me preface this by saying, uh, you know, we had a little personal tragedy, so my mind probably wasn't in the right frame of mind when I watched this movie, and it certainly didn't uh, help. Um, I thought the performances were amazing, and and I, I echo what Sean said. I thought the scenery and the cinematography was beautiful. You know, I always say I like to. I like to see something I haven't seen before, and I definitely haven't seen anything like that. Um, but this movie did nothing for me. I I didn't like the story. I thought it was a, a downer. Um, 
and uh it I, I struggled to get through it and when it was over i was like i'm glad it's over and i'm never going to watch this movie again nothing made sense in this movie to me uh they weren't very subtle about the the civil war that was happening uh you know they hit you over the head with it but i just found this movie depressing uh dark um it, it, it just and again i can appreciate the performances uh, they really were amazing but i didn't like this movie i just it was it's just a downer it was just a downer and like i said a lot of it didn't make any sense to me the whole motivation of one character made no sense with what he ends up doing and that'll be covered in the spoilers but uh yeah this just uh as you probably know this is not my kind of movie yeah i figured that yeah um yeah, that's I not why too. I picked it. I hadn't seen. No, no, that I know you hadn't no, seen it. No, but as I watched it, I remember thinking on several occasions before and after the spoilers, John is going to love this movie. No, well, I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw films. the trailer, they really highlight the yeah, comedy. They do. Yes, and this and is not is, a comedy. Not, okay, not, there's funny, some funny things. things. No, in it. I actually pick movies to annoy John. Well, here's my attitude about the comedy aspect. I also found the film incredibly depressing. Thinking about the film afterwards, I'm like. Well, you know, it's a comedy. That's why there's some extreme behavior in it. But while at after the movie, I could appreciate it as a comedy and what they were doing. But when I was in the movie, it wasn't funny to me. You know what I mean? It just, it was just too dark. And I love an Irish film. I love like yeah. my song. I love that. If you ever see that film, definitely recommend it. You know, and there's so many. Waking Ned Divine, you know, there's so many wonderful Irish films, you know, and, um, Caddyshack. No, that's not Caddyshack. Yeah, the Wind That Shakes the Barley, another lighthearted Ken Loach. I want to hear from Ralph. I, I, I want him to describe this as delightful. No, this was not delightful. This was very <laughs> dark and I enjoyed every minute of it. I did not like it as much as I liked in Bruges. In Bruges. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't love this film. This film, uh, very upsetting. And like Sean, I also had a friend who one day we're best friends, the next day completely ghosted. So I understand uh, Colin Farrell's character's frustration about why you would do this because I too was trying to reach out to this person, except uh, I didn't go to the extreme that Colin Farrell did. And I eventually get to the point, I'm like, okay, there's something something that I can't explain. I gave up on that. But it, for a while, it's very, very frustrating when somebody does, somebody who, you know, as tight as this, John knows who I'm talking about, but we were very tight. We hung out yeah. a lot. And, and one day he just decided that he didn't want to be friends with me. And I was there the last time. And John was there. And, was there. you know, it's. Did he it's say it? No. Just stop. Like, was it your dad? It was not my dad. Okay, good. Because um, that would have been awkward. Yeah. Um, so, so this, this film resonated with me. Yes. Does it hit you over the head with the symbolism? A hundred percent. But, uh, I, I, I just, and, and we'll get in the, once I'm done, we'll get into the spoilers because it's important that we talk about the spoilers and what, what went on. But I thoroughly enjoyed this film and, uh, it's not delightful. It's very depressing. It is funny in places, but funny in a way that isn't funny. It's just, it's uncomfortably funny. Um, and 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 no character really get out of this film uh unscathed in, including the sister that you're talking about and the the kid you were talking about and the cop you were talking about everybody kind of gets 
gets gets uh, hurt in this film. But having said that, I just thought it was amazing. And it's one of those that I think about. And it may have been because of what happened with me and my friend that it just resonated so strongly that I, uh, I really I went for it and, uh, and enjoyed it. As depressing as it is, I enjoyed it. So. But I think, I think it's better that we talk about it in spoilers because I think it really explains a lot of what's going on. So let's well, do that. Well, I also that. think it's, it's good that the movie um, shows something that is real, which is that a friendship can be as powerful and as important as uh, a, a romantic relationship Oh yeah, and that sometimes people break up with their friends or sometimes their friends vanish on them. Like in this case, it was even harder because of course he didn't go anywhere. Right. There's eight people in the town. No, he can't. He sees him every day. He can't get away from him. He had been going to the pub every day at two o'clock with the the same person. So the pub. Yeah. So and, was, okay, was, so was, let's get in. Let's do it now. We'll do the spoilers. 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 Yep. Spoiler so if you yeah, haven't seen the movie, seen turn it. away. Uh, come back after you've seen it if you want. So yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, um, the extreme measures that Brendan Fraser's character went through to tell this, and the Brendan frustrating Fraser thing, is not in this movie. I'm sorry. To I'm say. sorry. That he's Tarzan or what Brendan, Gleason. Brendan, Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Um, <laughs> they're both up for Oscars this year, but right. he, he had that conversation with, um, Padraig. Colin Farrell's character said, look, if you talk to me one more time, if you talk to me, I'm going to cut my thumb off. Right. And this is a guy who, the reason he said, I don't want to be your friend anymore is I'm bored with you. You make me, you talk two hours about your donkey shit, your shite, your shite on your donkey. I want to learn to play the violin. I want to get. I want to get better at playing the violin. I want to learn things about art. I want to mean something. I want to have a legacy. I want people to remember me. No one's going to remember you. No one's going to remember your sister. No one's going to remember me. Everybody remembers Mozart from the 17th century. Right. The sister. Right. Corrected him. Corrected him. Right. And so he literally cuts his thumb off because Colin Farrell couldn't stop going and coming to him and say, I still, we're friends. What are you doing this to me for? And he eventually cuts off, I think, five of his fingers, right? Cuts off all his fingers on one hand. On one hand, because so Colin no Farrell just wouldn't stop, wouldn't believe that you really want me to stop being your friend. And I think I felt so, Colin Farrell's character was so upsetting to me that he just didn't get the message. And, and I understand why. But still, it's like, dude, just stop. Just stop. Leave him alone. Let him be. Get some more friends. Do something. And the only one friend he had was the kid that you were talking about mm-hmm. who left him because Colin Farrell started becoming mean. Colin mm-hmm. Farrell's whole point was, why do you have to be mean to people? You shouldn't be mean. And then he started turning mean. And it kind of changed his character. And the one kid that was hanging out with him said, I'm done with you, too. So here's a question. The kid who's hanging out, did he kill himself? or did Yes. He- Yes, I think that's he did. Yeah. Because his sister. I think Debbie thought no, he didn't. And someone else we were talking to. No, that he was, killed he, himself. He died at the lake that he was, tried right. to. Yeah, his you know. whole his whole life was shame and being sexually assaulted by his father and being treated like garbage by everyone and being creepy and lonely at the fact that um, Colin Farrell's sister Carrie Condon's character was essentially kind to him was probably the last nice thing that happened to him and one of the only nice things that ever happened to him. I'm going to ruin his last name. I know it's not pronounced Barry Keegan, but he is pretty incredible in general and he yeah. is one of many excellent performances in this movie. And the movie is is amazing because it works as an obvious like it's not it's not 
uh, obscured at all. It's an obvious allegory for the Irish Civil War and for war in general, but it also works as the, the personal story that you're watching. And it's as effective at both of those. And uh, I expected to like it, but I, I thought it was really, it was, it was much more extreme than I expected, but it still felt right. And it still felt real in what it was about. Even if the idea of Brendan Gleeson doing that, you know, level of mutilation isn't necessarily plausible the way the first half of the movie is. I want to, Drew, you said yeah, he, the father sexually assaulted him. I know that he beat him, but where did you get that? Did that come out? That yeah. Well, Colin He's, Farrell said that that was something that was happening when he was your son. He said, "Oh, I know you diddling your son." I didn't catch that, and that and that was very clearly not denied. Like I didn't right. know that, um, but you know that that whole thing where it's like you know we're going to go steal my father's alcohol while you know because he fell asleep after having a wank, and uh, that whole thing about, you know, looking at his little brown cock and all this kind of stuff like this, this kid had no yeah. boundaries because he had no boundaries because his boundaries were violated. Like, what was he? Maybe 20. I mean, his whole life was just being victimized and, and being treated like trash. And, um, you know, he was physically gross. Like he didn't bathe and he was twitchy and he was weird. And, uh, Colin Farrell was nice to him until he wasn't. And well, that he was wasn't part of Colin Farrell to reacting kid, to but- losing it. No, he was. He became mean. He became mean in general. But it was. But I think. But that kid was like, okay, well, that'll turn on me eventually. Right. Right. Because everybody else does. He left him before that would happen. Oh, appeal. That's fair. Is that he was a boring guy, but that he was nice. Right. Essentially, he's nice. He's a sweet character. Colin Farrell had going for it. Yeah. But when when his ex friend says, "Doesn't matter if you're nice. Nobody's going to remember who you are a hundred years from now." Yeah. Being nice doesn't do anything. Well, and see, the, the like, thing that the thing that doesn't get interrogated in that conversation, and that Colin Farrell isn't his character is his character isn't like special needs or anything. No, but his character isn't bright enough to right. have this conversation. Right, right. Who gives a shit if somebody remembers you? That's really the whole thing. Because Colin Farrell's whole thing, without knowing how to articulate it this way, is but it matters what you do now. Right. Like you're my friend. I'm nice to you. I love my sister. I, I love you. I love our little town. And he can't. He can't explain what the movie is telling you as as a, a reasonable answer to how you live your life. That's enough. And to say you want to have a legacy is one thing. To say you want to have a legacy and destroy the other half of that conversation and throw away people and all that kind of stuff. I don't think the movie thinks that's a good idea. But the thing we haven't talked about is, to me, Brendan Gleeson's character clearly is mentally ill. Yes. Right. And when he gets together with the priest and the priest asks him about his despair and all that kind of stuff, it's clearly he's depressed. And his depression manifests itself in this behavior and this extremity. And then the really extreme decisions that he makes, you know, damaging his, his, he's a fiddler who cuts off his own fingers. I mean, like, that's, that's not, what I mean. That's that not well. Sense. I mean, it's yeah, literally it's, cutting it's your nose off to spite your face. Right. I mean, that's yeah. literally that, what, that's what it is. Those and scenes with the priest well. were the funniest ones in the movies. Yeah. When he was well, in the, well, again, yeah, funny, funny, funny and sad at the same time. Yes. Um, and we haven't talked about the one character that the title is the Banshee. The lady, mm-hmm. the old lady, who's mm-hmm. the one who predicted that there were going to be two deaths. Right. She didn't say yes. She didn't two say graves. two people. She said two deaths. Yeah, two graves. And like yeah. how she, when she's on the side where her cottage is, and she sees Colin Farrell's sister, and she like has, waves for her to come over across the lake, you know, which would have caused her death. Well, that's yeah. when the sister was leaving with the yeah. yellow jacket on and and, and going and. And the cop, too, is going over there to the Civil War. He didn't care what side he was. He goes, I'm going yeah. over there executing yeah. some people, and 
He yeah, says, he well, just what likes hurting people. Who cares what side? It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's a now. terrible person. He right. just likes hurting people. So anyway, this old lady is, everybody's trying to avoid her because she is death. She can, she's the one who predicts. And she's a seer watch, of you watch the last shot yeah, she's in a the, banshee. Yeah. The last shot in the film is the two guys walking away from each other, and she's looking at him up from her cottage. So the whole mm-hmm. thing. And the other, the other death was Jenny, uh, Colin Farrell's donkey, who he adored. Uh, mm-hmm. The sister would never let it stay in the house, and he wanted it in the house. And then, and 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 his friend didn't kill him on purpose. He threw his right. fingers at the door. The donkey eats the fingers and chokes on the finger. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is like so depressing. No, it's it's horrendous. And Jenny Jenny died the day that the sister left. Yeah. So that was going to be the first night that that Colin Farrell was going to have his friend Jenny in the house that like he always wanted. Yeah. And it it just. Uh, the the way that everything lines up and it gets more and more awful and more and more tragic. Yeah. But to me, that is one of the most important parts of the whole movie. And I, as I was thinking what I'm about to say, as I was watching it, and then the the end of the uh, the the very end of the movie sealed this for me. That um it and it's as much about war as anything else. It's the the truly innocent that suffer. So in this case, it's Barry Keegan's character who never has a chance. It's, uh, it's Jenny who is killed by accident and is, that's like the only thing that Brendan Gleeson is clearly genuinely remorseful about. Yeah, and right. that's what drives Colin Farrell to say, I'm going to burn your house down. Right. I, even if you're in it. Yeah. Make sure your dog's not there. Right. Because they're innocent and the innocent get hurt anyway. Even if you, uh, even if you say, I'm doing this to protect the innocent or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're going to get hurt anyway. And that the last thing in the movie, when he goes, thanks for taking care of my dog. And Colin Farrell says, anytime, because it's not going to change. Like the Irish Civil War, like any war, like anything else, the men are going to keep doing what they're doing. And the innocent are going to keep suffering. And I spent the whole last part of the movie being genuinely relieved that the dog's going to be okay. Because Jenny dying was so heartbreaking. I was wondering so if they were going to respond to the dead animals, and I thought yeah. the dog might die too. Yeah, I know you but were. The fact is that the dog, the dog is alive because one person said, "You know, I, it's it's important to to protect the innocent." But the innocent had already died. Two two other innocents already died. That was literally that's who the banshee predicted would die. Those were the two graves. Yeah. Chris, I'd like to hear a little more from you. <laughs> no, but see, the, the thing for me was. Kind of the, and when I say I kind of did approach this, you know, as a comedy, obviously pitch black, right? It's one of those things where you can't help but like when you see Jenny dead, you just are like, oh my God, how could it get any worse? And it, and it kind of, it, it, it elicits that response where you almost laugh at something that's horrible, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the way I felt. But I will say that I did really, the one piece that I, you know, that gives you a little bit of hope is that the sister says, I'm not, you're my brother. I love you, but I, basically, I'm not going to stay here and drown with you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to take this opportunity, and I'm going to go to the mainland, and I'm going to get this job. It was at a library or a bookstore or something, and um, I'm going to get out. You know, I'm not I'm not. Good luck. I hope things go well. Maybe I'll see you at you know Christmas or Easter or whatever. But like, uh, and that was kind of the one. Uh, part that it was like she was this person who was willing to take that risk to kind of leave and to do that and and we you know we hope that she's rewarded for that you know she tried to get him to leave too though she did yeah she was like why why would you stay and he 
that's all he knew, and to some extent, that's all he was ever going to know. And that's right. all he wanted. Yeah, and and what's probably what kind of the the saddest part is that that with the kid gone, with Jenny gone, with his he's friend along. gone, he's going to turn into like the old mean man of the island. Yeah, yeah. that's what's going to happen. He's going to go from being this nice guy, and he does have that great little bit where he's talking about, you know being nice now and how that matters and how it's, I mean, like you said before, Drew, he can't really express it in the way that he wants to, but he is saying, you know, it, it matters that, that you're a good person, you know, and what this, the, the, the irony is that he, in the end, he won't be, no one's going to remember that guy, you know, 20 years from now, he's going to be the bitter old guy that lives out there that burned his friend's house down, which with him in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so, so it's it it is one of those interesting things and it, it it is kind of but but at the same time from Brendan Gleeson's perspective I I get how he's like I'm old I'm dying slash I not necessarily cuz he's got something that he's dying he sees Yeah cuz we're all dying yeah Right you know that there's there's fewer days ahead than there are behind kind of thing and he decides that he doesn't want to spend time hearing about Jenny's shit anymore he doesn't want to hear that. So I kind of understand where he's coming from. I mean, you'd think maybe he could give, you know, what's his name, like a day a week, you know. He could have cut back maybe. But he just decided that he had wasted too much time and that he wasn't going to waste another minute. And I feel for him too, you know. I feel that, like, he's stuck in this weird situation where there's all this societal pressure. I mean, here's the thing. Like, yeah, but the reality is, right, my friend and, and Sean's friend who ghosted us, you know, I don't live on an island with eight people where I'm going to see that guy every single right. day. I mean, yeah, right. that would drive me insane. The insanity of what you just did and the fact that I see you every day and I walk by you every day, you know, that would drive anybody nuts. And, uh, you know, the way the sister protected him in the bar, the yeah. way she, she dressed mm-hmm. down the mistake he made about when Mozart was, was just brilliant. That actress, who I, I didn't know this, but now I know she was in uh, Better Call Saul. She played Mike's uh, uh, daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. I didn't no. know that. I, I didn't know really? that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was unbelievable. I just, yeah. and, and, you know, her, her sympathy and her, you're frustrated for her because you know that she's stayed on the island and she hasn't been able to meet anybody and everybody's in her business and that old lady in the mailbox place has given her crap and, and she, and, you know, I just found her to be, uh, an amazing character and uh and, and the woman played it she played it beautifully but i mean if you just look at the reality of what colin farrell's character was dealing with it would drive anybody batty sure i mean brandon gleason well, was know, batty. Talk- anybody that cuts off all his fingers there's something wrong with there's just something well yeah wrong. he was clearly unwell before right. that that's yeah. the thing like even colin farrell he even after his sister leaves he writes her that letter it's just it was so upsetting yeah. talking about how everything is wonderful and he loves having jenny in the house when we know already jenny is already dead and he's still trying trying to protect his sister to say mm-hmm. go and do what you're gonna do i love you and i don't need to tell you the truth he's a nice guy he's yeah. a sweet guy <laughs> yeah. he's a sweet simple guy and that's not a bad thing no but it makes him both vulnerable and then extreme. And that, that line where the priest uh, says to um, Brendan Gleeson, do you think God gives a damn about miniature donkeys? And Brendan Gleeson's like, I don't. And I think that's where it all went wrong. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the entire position of Colin Farrell's innocent character. He's not perfect. Everybody made it clear when you're in, he's drunk, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. 
But they know that's not really him. He's not drunk all the time. So, you know, you can be more than one thing. But if what you are is nice, that the fact that that's not valued is really tragic. Never mind the extent of the insanity of the tragedy in this movie. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, um, of course, you know, I'm thinking about my friend, but it's sort of like I'm sure everyone's gone through this, if not with a a friend, uh, just a friend friend. It's like a romantic partner or something, and you're like, well, maybe if I go and say this, sure, that'll change. You know, of course, you know, I was always the guy who could take no for an answer. You know, but still, you know, you're always thinking, well, what if, what if I said that? And that's why Carol, Colin Farrell couldn't stop himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially the one guy said, oh, he admired the way you did that. He's like, oh, I just have to be forceful. Right. right. I and have then, to be mean. He gets the then, wrong message. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. And this, to me, that's the most complicated scene. He essentially goes, he kicks down Brenda Fraser's door. Brenda Fraser. Now, you know, I mean, Gleason. Yeah. Tarzan. Just so call him Colm. His name is Colm. Yeah, and um, he says, you know, it's like, oh, you finished your song. And it seems like they're having a genuine conversation. And it doesn't seem like he's upset that he's there because it seems like he was dancing with his dog. He's happy. You get the sense he wanted to tell someone that he completed it. Right. But it doesn't seem to go wrong until Colin Farrell's like, okay, well, I'll be by tomorrow. Right. You know. And that's it's when the dog like, drags the like shears out. It's like gave him a gift and says, okay, you can come in. You can celebrate with me today. I did this. But then, you know, hey, you know, back off. And then he, and then when he leaves with the intention of like, hey, we're back to normal, mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, you know, it just seems, do, do you get the sense? Uh, that's what I want to know. Do you guys get the sense that he was initially okay? talking to him in that scene. No. You don't get that at all? No, he, he, he was being kind to him for a he was, minute. Yes, but, but, but yeah, but do you think had he left without saying, okay, I'll be by tomorrow at two or whatever he said? Maybe. If he had just come in and walked out yeah. and not said that, because as you remember that scene, the dog drags the shears out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows, the dog yeah. knows that something's going to happen, and then he goes and grabs him, and that's the next, you know. And I think he realizes that he, he can't be kind to him. And he yeah. has to take this extreme step because it's like, if I'm kind to him, it's just encouraging. He's going to keep coming back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this has this has overtones of what women probably deal with for guys like stalking me. them or anybody being sure. stalked by somebody. Uh, you know, for me, it's like, I mean, I hate to bring this up, but it's like a suicide without a note. Yeah. Right? So this yeah. guy, this guy, he, he, you know, he ghosted me and I have no idea why, because in my mind, he should tell me why, but he like, yeah. like his, the other character, he doesn't want to tell me why he just wants me to get away. But you know, you're trying to figure it out because you're like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Right. It's, it's this but movie. It's even and worse than that because when he does tell Colin Farrell, this is why we can't be it, friends. It doesn't. Colin Farrell just, it doesn't get it. He's right. like, that, that doesn't make sense. We've no, been that's, friends that's for having a chat and a beer differ, for decades. He and I differ in that point. And the other point I want to make is the reason it affected me is, I know you guys say just to be nice is enough, but I'm with Brendan uh, Gleason's character. I want to be remembered. I can remember as a second grader thinking if I die, nobody's going to remember who I am. I want people to remember who I am. Now, you know, now I'm 
on YouTube all over the place. No one's ever obviously. Yeah, no, you're famous, so, but, right? Um, well, keep in mind so that you know it matters so what you're remembered levels. for. What's it that? matters what you're remembered for. Yeah. Okay. Nobody on that island is going to forget Brendan Gleeson as the guy who uh, cut his fingers off and threw them at his friend, old friend's door. And nobody's going to forget, like you said, Colin Farrell will be the old man who burned his friend out of his house after his friend accidentally killed his donkey with his fingers. Right. <laughs> so they are definitely going they to be remembered. Legend. But it People matters. Be writing poems about on that island, right. but not outside right, right. the island. Right. Mozart so, but it was matters. Known. Like it matters Mozart's what your known. goal is. Right. Right. And I think that's yeah. So, well, if you read my memoir. Because I had a near-death experience, 2011. I wrote a memoir, but it's also what I, how I looked at life after I died. It's sort of like, you know, people aren't going to remember you. I mean, people remember Alexander the Great. You know, it's been 24, you know, 2400 years. But you know, there were millions of people alive. How many of those others can you name? You know, and it's it's the same. It's the same way, and it's like even your great-great-grandchildren aren't going to know who you are. They might know your name, but they won't know you. You know, it to me, what my You're death experience me. taught me is that <laughs> there is no immortality in this world. You know, you, they, you know even if your genes carry on, your, those genes don't know you, you know. It's so, you know, I... To me, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fool's thing. It's like, how are you going to care if, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to write an immortal song, but, you know, you know, they're not going to know you. They may remember this melody and you're gone. You know, it's, you know, it's sort of like, you know, I guess I'm coming down on the side of anti-legacy, but here I am writing books and movies and everything like you and videos. So. Do, you know, I'm obviously trying to do something, but yeah, I but we know. I, I know in the long run, a hundred years from now, nobody's going to know. You know, none of this matters. None of this matters. None of this. You know, I, I mean, and that's. I mean, that's what this but movie it, kind of just, you know, it points now. it out. So why, yeah, John? Right, it matters now. That's right. It, right. It, Everything matters, matters now. What you do now. now is what matters. You know, and and sure, we might not be Mozart or Alexander the Great or somebody who's truly going to transcend history in some ways, but you know, um, and and, and I, we, I think we all hope this that that some people watch this and they at least get some amusement out of it, and they maybe it makes them think about it, or maybe they try a movie that they like because we talked about it or something, and that's part of the reason we do it mostly we just like to talk to one another i think yeah, we like to look at ourselves but, um, in truth but but i mean i think that it, it does matter the way that we i i mean i personally tend to fall on the the side of colin farrell and maybe that's because i'm getting older and i realize i'm I, i'm not gonna write a great novel or make a great movie that is going to be remembered for hundreds of years you know um or at least, let me rephrase, the chances of that happening are getting smaller and smaller every day that goes by, right? But so maybe that's why I fall on the Colin Farrell side a little bit, but you know. So yeah, I mean, I definitely come down on his side of th things if I had to choose, you know. Um, yeah, if I'm picking one of those two guys, it's Colin Farrell. I mean, I don't yeah. want to be cutting my hand off and, you know, there's yeah. no, you know. And I Plus agree. He had, he had a friend in Jenny and Jenny is a wonderful friend. Yeah. So. yeah. Whoa, okay. Whew. I like how he turned to, as soon as his sister left, he turned the house into the barn. Let right. all the animals in. Right. Know? All right, let's, uh, let's rate this one. 
Um, start with Sean. Well, the film really depressed the hell out of me. And, it, you know, I didn't enjoy watching it, <laughs> though I appreciated it. And in retrospect, I liked it better than um, I did while I was watching it. So I'm going to say yippee-ki-yay. Okay. Chris? I'm going to go with yippee as well. Not like a happy, happy comedy of any sort, but um, I, I, I think it's a challenging movie, and I, I think it's worth seeing. Yeah. John? yippee Didn't get it. Didn't want to say it again. Don't want to talk right. about it. Very depressing. Hit me in many different ways. I still say yippee I thought it was a beautiful film. The clothing alone, the sweaters those people wore, <laughs> oh, the jackets. God, those like, sweaters are great. Just I like, holy sweaters. cow. I mean, uh, just beautiful. And Drew, I mean, I don't, you hadn't seen this before you. No, I, I hadn't okay. seen it. And I, I liked, I like, um, I like doing that. I think that's been a fun way to experience these movies yeah. as we've done sort of version, not just because RRR created an entirely new show, but, um, I, I mean, I think this movie was, uh, is a, is a, certainly a yippee kaye. It's a towering, you know, incredible, upsetting, muscular, real piece of storytelling. And I, do not want to watch it again anytime soon, yeah. but I will want to watch it again because I think Martin McDonough is that kind of storyteller. And it's one of those things that's just that, like talk about legacies and things like that. I'm glad I love movies and I live now because there's so much incredible stuff happening. That doesn't mean there isn't a lot of crap too. I mean, nobody's going to want to remember Rise of Skywalker, but there's so many incredible things happening. And like these movies that are up for these awards just this year, I haven't even seen all of them, but even Triangle of Sadness, I didn't like it, but I'm glad I saw it, that yeah. sort of thing. And I thought this was really quite extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, me too. Good. All right. Now, since Sean jumped in and we do What'd You Watch, I think i got to put the timer back on. Yeah, that's so, the timer's you know, fine. Yeah, okay. We had, we had, we had, Sean, when you weren't here, I was going to let the timer go, but I think we got to. Uh, okay. Chris wasn't here either. We were really going to just. I know. We had a hold. So who wants to go on. first? Sean, what'd you watch? Okay. Well, I watched a film. Well, either recommended by someone or they just mentioned it was um, The Menu. Yeah, I recommended that one. Yeah, and um, I saw it with Debbie and our friend Trish, who was once a guest here for Bride of Frankenstein, and they didn't like it, but I loved it. You know, I loved um, the performances. I loved the idea of this chef as a cult leader, you know, and the whole no spoilers. thing. You know, um Debbie and I just finished up a script called um, Poker, called um, Final Table. It all takes place as a poker table, and, you know, it's a death game. And um, that's sort of what this is. And I was really glad to see that in the poker movie, it takes like 40 minutes for the first person to die. For Nah, about 20 minutes. And this took a long time before it showed its hand, the menu. Oh, but um, if was, you're I like what you just did there. What? Showed its hand. Yeah. You're mixing that uh, poker film. Yeah. Good, because good they also, they cut off the guy's finger. So yeah. it has double meaning. Okay. But um, I just thought it was great. I loved the internal logic as he was trying to figure out whether to kill Marco. And I, I love how, you know, I'm, it's her spoilers. It's And the, I loved it, the fact that the one guy knew it was going to happen. And he still brought someone with him. You know, I mean, it's just like. No, I just I just love the movie. I I was very entertained by it. Excellent. All right. I'm glad you watched it. I really like that film. 
All right, John. Um, okay, so uh, I we talked about this uh, earlier, but the, during the Super Bowl, they had the Flash trailer. Uh, so I watched the complete trailer online. They didn't show it during the Super Bowl. Um, I'm, uh, Ezra Miller is kind of an awful human being, and I'm sorry that he's the one that they're going with as opposed to Henry Cavill, who's Superman. But having said that, the trailer looks pretty awesome. And for me, it looks really awesome because Michael Keaton's back as Batman. And that stuff looked great. So I am really looking forward to this. The other thing, and I have to be fair to uh, certain people who work for a company that uh, I can't, uh, that, that it rhymes with Pisney. I, I've, I've, I've ragged on them pretty much because I think they've destroyed Star Wars. I think what they've done to that uh, in Marvel 2 is just awful. But when they do something right, I have to give them credit. And if you are a Star Wars fan at all, there's a show called The Bad Batch, which is about clones. And it's kind of like the A-team with clones that survived that order uh, where they the clones all turned on everybody. It's a really, really well-done show. The animation is very unique. The characters are really wonderful, how they've developed over the two seasons. It's only been two seasons. And Disney, you know, I, I know you guys don't agree with me, but, but, you know, they do a lot of woke stuff in all their programming. This is not like that. This is just good science fiction storytelling, which I absolutely love. And if you're a fan of Star Wars at all, I recommend the animated stuff. It's way better than the live action stuff, other than the original trilogy. So check it out if you get a chance. It's a really, and I think the second season is only eight episodes and they're like 20, 22 minutes a piece. So it's an easy watch if you want to watch the whole season. So that's what I watch. Do you think they'll bring back Michael Keaton from Multiplicity for the Bad Batch? Do you think that'll be a good, <laughs> maybe, a good match? Maybe. Maybe a good time. Yeah. All right, Chris. Um, so uh, actually, it was kind of cool. Uh, my son took me to the movies, and he paid for the tickets and the whole nine yards. I paid for the candy and stuff, but uh, we went to see Avatar in the Way of Water in 3D. I figured, you know what? Why not? Why not throw an extra twenty-five bucks on the uh, two billion-dollar pile, right? And um, it's essentially it's it's quite literally just more of the same. Uh, of Avatar. Now, here's the thing is I didn't actually see the original Avatar in 3D. I'd had, I didn't care for 3D at the time. Um, and so we saw it here and the 3D was pretty good. Um, still not as good as Hugo, by the way, which oh, is yeah. 3D was excellent. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's three hours and 15 minutes long. It could have been two hours and 15 minutes long. I've often complained on this, uh, this show about action scenes that go on too long. And this had a ton that went on way too long. And Drew, you had mentioned the different frame rate stuff. There, yeah. as, as far as I could tell, there was three different sets of frames, standard <sighs> 24, at least a 48, and then something else that was way more. And it just got progressively weirder and jarring because it was literally in the same scenes it was cutting back and forth. So it, does, it cuts back. That's crazy. Yeah, it cuts oh, back wow. and forth. Like literally I'm talking and then all of a sudden this guy's moving and it, and it just, it's just super sharp and too big. But I will say this to give credit where credit is due. They did a lot of like underwater stuff, obviously the way of water. And they did a lot of that, not all of it, but a lot of that was done in like probably I will say like 48 frames a second. And that actually looked pretty good. I just to you know to be totally honest here, that actually looked pretty good. Did your son like it? He loved it. He was super into it. My son loves the movies and stuff, so but he was super into it. But it was more of the same. Yeah, I hated the first one. 
then I wouldn't see this one. Yeah, I have I yeah. I have no plan. Of Although seeing the that 3D movie. at the beginning of the first that one was, was fantastic, fantastic, but the movie was terrible. Yeah, I didn't like the movie at all. But it's helping. It's helping Pisney. So keep going to that movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, it's getting people to the movie. Th- it's getting people into the theaters, right. which I love. Right. Yeah. So anything that does that, I am all for. Yeah. But I'm well, not going to go see it. I just, I never thought about it this way, but I just read that, you know, after Titanic, which was the highest grossing movie ever, James Cameron has never directed another movie that wasn't also the highest grossing movie ever, which is, I mean, it's, wow. it's incredible. He is. It's totally incredible. Well, Drew, I know you're like me waiting for the pitch black sequel. Yes, they announced a fourth Riddick movie. I what am that super excited about that. What did that? Uh, just, did it, oh, I just wanted to throw that in. Oh, because I just hated that pitch black. All right, All right Drew, go you ahead. You and Kelly. So um, we watched uh, so a pretty heavy movie this week um, with the Banshees of Inisherin. So I decided, uh, oh, really, two weeks. And there's a lot of other exciting stuff going on in the world that's awful, like in Turkey and other things. I said I want to watch some stuff that's just fun. So I watched a movie called Bullet Train. Oh yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And it's first, I thought it was kind of like, maybe it was going to be like a Tarantino type of thing. And I realized it's a Guy Ritchie movie back when Guy Ritchie made really fun, snappy movies. And that is awesome. It's a Guy Ritchie movie by the John Wick guys. And I had a ball with it and it was really fun. And, uh, some of the casting as to who ends up playing characters that you find the whole movie was great. And uh, I will admit there's one character you basically only hear the character's voice. And I thought that's going to be the big villain behind everything. And it wasn't. And that was cool, too. But Brad Pitt is just one of those, um, you know, Ralph's sexual reaction aside, which I understand. He is just he's so funny and and warm and believable. And like he's a terrible murdering person like everybody else in this movie. And you really root for him. So that was kind of a sweet, like that's a movie star thing. And I did 90% of his stunts in that movie. I, I believe it. I mean, yeah. it's like John Wick. It's very yeah. physical. And, and the director, David Leach also did um, atomic blonde, the Charlie's yeah. film movie, yeah. which uh, I didn't love that movie, but it has great cast and some great action in it. I do want to say, about, sorry, right, go ahead. No, I no. just want to say, I'm not pause it. Um, that, I think John saw this movie originally, and I was kind of poo-pooing it after my initial viewing. But that's a film that, as because I just thought it was just like warmed over Quentin Tarantino at first, but it really did grow on me. So I just want to say, fun. you know, uh, mainly because of Brett, the cast, and it was just, it was just nicely done. Well, I, I thought that was fun. So thank you guys for recommending it. Yeah. The other thing I watched, Kelly actually watched the first episode without me and then said, you got to watch the show. We have been watching Sylvester Stallone in Tulsa King. (laughs) That show is a party. I mean, there's some dark and violent gangster stuff in it, but it is so he's wonderful in it too. He's amazing. I can't believe. And, and it's funny because he's a, he's a, he's an older guy. His character is 75 years old, which is younger than he is. And it's just, it's really, it's just so much fun. And we've watched, uh, seven of the nine episodes. Um, I'll finish it tonight or tomorrow, or whatever. I mean, it's really, I absolutely recommend it. It's, uh, good cat for, for, yeah, for a gangster thing. It's quite lighthearted. Yeah. It's very violent. And I think you guys would enjoy it. And yeah. it's just fun to see Stallone is still doing his thing and it's yeah. entertaining. So Deb, yeah. Deb and I almost started that last week, but I recommend it. I recommend it. It's fun. Cool. All right. Here I go. Uh, All right. Uh, I went to the movie theater and saw Infinity <clears throat> Pool. Directed oh. by Ooh, Brandon Cronenberg. Now I have a super crush on 
Maya Goff, uh, and she, she 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 hits all the right buttons on this one. It's an amazing, crazy film. I mean, it's I can't get into what it is because it would spoil it. But uh, and Sazagard, what's his name? That the the taller brother, Alexander Skarsgard, is is fantastic as well. I mean, he's playing a part that uh most guys wouldn't try to tackle and between him and Maya Goth this thing is like is crazy. Never heard of it. Yeah. And is um, it a horror film is but it John, a, you didn't it's, see it's, you didn't see Possessor by the same director? I'm sorry. No, he also directed it's David Cronenberg's son, right? Cronenberg's yes, son says so a little bit of body horror, other stuff going on in here. Uh now I heard there's an N C seventeen version coming out, which I can't wait to see that version because this one was off the rails, but they, they had a pullback on a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, and then on Hulu, I watched this uh, mini doc, three, 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 uh, three sections or three shows called Stolen Youth. Have you guys seen this about a cult that got started at Sarah Lawrence College? Oh, that's oh yeah. I was going to look at it. Yeah. Got started where? At Sarah, Sarah Lawrence, Lawrence College in New York. So these group of kids Crazy. are in, a, in, a, in an apartment, and one of the fathers of the daughter ends up living with them for a while and ends up becoming a cult leader. To like six or seven of these people. What's it called? He's a monster. It's called monster. Stolen Youth. Okay. And the guy is a monster. That's um, crazy. And he's in. You know, you watch the doc. I, 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 I had binged it. She put it on. Maria put it on yesterday, and I wouldn't let her shut off the other, the, the last two. I had, and I was late for the Super Bowl because I wanted to finish these three. It's an amazing. Well, they're going to have a Super Bowl every year. This was brand new. I guess this it. was. It's just it's Stolen Youth. It's called Stolen Youth. Take a look at it. The guy ruined so many lives and. And and it affected so many people. It's insane. And he has yeah, a history with think a lot Sarah of Sarah Lawrence. But have this cult there. You wouldn't yeah. think it's Sarah Lawrence. They kind of denied that it happened there. They said they didn't hear any reports about it. But and he had a connection with Rudy Giuliani and Bernie Bernie Colwick, Corick, the guy who ended up going to jail. He had a yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. with a lot Bernie of Carrick. New York people. Carrick, Bernie, Bernie Carrick. Carrick. Yeah. And then I have a question for for Drew. I'm I just started watching um, The Last of Us. Hmm on hbo max yes. our movie that we reviewed the girl with the gifts yeah uh, are those two things based on the same they're not material? they're not based on the same thing the girl with all the gifts is also about cordyceps zombie yeah. outbreak and yeah. that was one of those things like kick-ass where they wrote the novel and did the movie at the same time okay and then the last of us is a playstation game i've never played yeah, it. it's game. supposed to be Popular epic, video fantastic yeah. video okay. game yep and I haven't watched the show, although I want to because it's supposed to be good. But the the notion of the cordyceps fungus in reality appears to like you know invade an ant and take right. over its body and control it. That's the premise. So they they are based on the same kind of zombie. Same idea. But as far as I know, okay. they're not based on any shared actual. Yeah, I knew one was based things. on a video game. I wasn't sure if the yeah, that's uh, la- if the last the girl days, with yeah. the gifts was, but uh, yeah, the girl with all the gifts is based. A lot of on people watching it too. Yeah, yeah I, 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 the vibe I'm getting. I have friends telling me to watch it, so I started watching it. it to me, it's again, it's the um, Walking, it's Walking Dead. Dead. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah. And actually, well, also, you the girl talking- with all the gifts is a movie, so yeah. it's like if you dig it, it's only a couple of hours. And uh, Walking Dead went on for nine hundred years. One is a couple other people too. That, yeah. that it, that's a fun movie. That's on our movie strange. Yeah. Yes, uh, available on movie strange. Well. Yes. All right, so maybe it should be brought over here, so that. We could watch it here too. We can. Uh, we'll put it in the link below. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, the thing about it, we talked channel. about it earlier about predicting what's going to happen in a film. I'm definitely mm-hmm. predicting what's happening in this one. You can kind of you just see things happening that you've seen over and over. But it's getting rave reviews. People love it, and and Pasquale is getting. I enjoyed. I've seen Pedro. Is, yeah, he's seen awesome. It? 
Yeah. Debbie didn't. It's funny. Debbie was watching and it's like, she had the same reactions to as Walking Dead. Okay. I've, you know, they're attacked by zombies. I get it. You know, same idea. That, same idea. It. Anyway, getting great reviews. People love it. But I, I enjoy it more. All right. So, uh, that's it. Uh, we don't have to spin the wheel because Debbie was the last one. So, Sean, when you talk to Debbie, the last let of us. know that she is the last <laughs> of us that needs to pick a film in this round. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll tell her. All right. So let her know if she, uh, if she wants to do it, she should let us know. Otherwise, uh, please, everybody hit the subscribe. Pound like it. it. No. John, just on the like button, subscribe and me, share it. Share yeah. it. We get, we get about 180 views on this particular show. We're trying to get over that 200 threshold. Right. Only the latest one was, uh, once upon a time in the West. But uh, we just hover right around one. Well, this is an Oscar nominated film, so I think we'll get some views. Well, I'm looking forward to when Chris gets to pick. When when Chris gets to pick a current movie after getting shut down. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that, Chris, because we don't hear enough from you. That's what uh, you know. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for people like your Telugu um, accent. Yeah. So guys, enjoy Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah, Why not you, Ralph. Not wanna... you. Nope. Not you. I hate. That's no. a hallmark thing. It's a hallmark. Uh, oh, conspiracy. You, that's why you're not, you're calm. You're not Padrick. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You are definitely so, calm. Just remember. Now I know why that guy ghosted you. Exactly. <laughs> Probably wanted to celebrate Valentine's. I don't know why he ghosted me, but you do. <laughs> so now well, he he responds to my text, not yours. That's so funny. That's great. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We'll be right yeah, back in that mode. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Everybody, have Bye-bye. a good week. Uh, see you soon. See you soon.